Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend yes yes yo from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or on YouTube. Twitch or YouTube, mm-hmm. or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good. She's the president of the Hideki Matsuyama fan club. Mm-hmm. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Good. A little summer, but it was good. What a, what a, what a, you know. That's a that that seems like a good that seems like a good problem. That is you know a what I mean? fantastic problem. I the the weather this entire weekend was quite choice. It, it Friday really... was Friday was iffy, mm. but Saturday and Sunday. Yes. Ideal. Um oh boy, I need to do this stuff. Hold on, let me find this. Okay, today is <laughs> Monday, April twelfth, fact twenty twenty one. Fact it is two hundred and twenty seven days until Thanksgiving. Today is episode one one four four. One one four four. I did not do this before the show. This is the Mitch Williams episode. Wild thing. On today's show, my friends, we got some headlines from across the state, uh, including um, a heartbreaker uh, for one FCS team means elation for another FCS team. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. And then back half of the show, twelve fifteen, we're going to be joined by the new head coach of the Midland Bulldogs. Coach Thad Fortune will join us. Uh, moving over from his spot as the offensive coordinator at Odessa Permian, we'll talk all about uh, what all that means mm-hmm. uh, for Coach Fortune coming up here at the back half of the program if you stay with us. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Rob Hadaway, Miss Terry Adams, and Daniel Agnew. Welcome in, fellas and lady fella. Also, real fast, just to throw this out there, the Midland logo with yes. the bulldog on it is one of the best bulldog logos that i've seen it's a very good logo. It, it'll be it'll be on the full screen graphic but like when it first pops pops up admire it for uh, a minute. okay yes ma'am i will <laughs> that's fine uh let's get to some headlines we got to be quick here only because i promised uh coach fortune coach that fortune who will join us in the back half of the program that we would um Get him out of there at 1225. He's got a thing at 1230. So Nice. So. <laughs> we got to stay on time. I think he's got class, which is like much more important than talking to us jabrones. Eh, is it? So a few headlines from across the state. 
Let's talk first of all about what happened on the football field this weekend, uh, which is um, that uh, a huge FC, a lot of shakeup in the Southland Conference. Um, that so coming into this week, uh, we were looking at the possibility of a collision course next week between number fourteen Incarnate Word and number five, Sam Houston. It seemed like it was going to come down to mm-hmm. those two teams, end of the season, duking it out. Rock fight. Um, now, the Cardinals... Now, now Incarnate Ward does have a loss, I believe, and so as a result, they would need to beat Sam Houston State to uh, to win a share of the Southland Conference title. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sam Houston State took care of their business. Uh, they beat uh, McNeese clinched at least a share of the F of the of the title with the 27 to 13 win over uh, over McNeese looks very good doing it defense I thought was very 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 good uh, and overall you know Eric Schmidt was solid and this was a team that uh, yeah they they went out there and they took care of business mm-hmm. then there was incarnate word and incarnate word took down took on Northwestern state mm-hmm. and everything looked to be going great. Cam Ward found Darian Chafin for a 34-yard touchdown with 55 seconds left, and things were looking very, very good. They took a 47-46 lead. Everything's looking good. And that is when Northwestern State went 58 yards in four plays Mm -hmm. and kicked a last-second 32-yard field goal and took down Incarnate Word 49-47. to As a result... Uh, Sam Houston State is uh, has clinched the Southland Conference title. Mm-hmm. They Which, are congratulations. In, they are in the FCS. Uh, they are in the FCS playoffs. It kind of takes a little bit of sting out of next week's game. Mm-hmm. That like I was really looking forward to. Like that was gonna be like okay, like you know, look, basically a playoff spots on the line. Right. Now, you know, we talk about at large bids and stuff, but like a play, a, a, a guaranteed bid was on the line. It was gonna be like a win and in type game. Right. But instead, Northwestern State rips the heart out of uh, Incarnate Word. And look, Incarnate Word can still get in the playoffs. They still get in the FCS playoffs. They're going to need that win, though. Uh, they probably, they, they they really got to beat Sam Houston. Right. If they lose Sam Houston, they're not going to get in the playoffs. If they beat Sam Houston, it's going to give the committee a lot to think about mm-hmm. because then they would have knocked off what was the, what was the number five team in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and a team that's already guaranteed yeah. to be in the playoffs. So for for Sam Houston, it was all sunshine and daffodils for Incarnate Word. It was a heartbreak city. Uh, a few other news and notes from from the the state uh, across the state. Um, Edgewood is now looking for a new head coach as uh, Kevin Bachtel is going to be uh, leaving his spot at Edgewood to become his brother's defensive coordinator, Howard Payne. Howard Payne is the uh, he's the uh, uh, Jason Bachtel is the head coach at Howard Payne. He is now hiring his brother Kevin Bachtel to go be the defensive coordinator at Howard Payne. So Edgewood is now open. Um, elsewhere, there's a couple of news and notes. If you go to TexasFootball.com, you'll find this week in Texas high school football uh, from our friend Matt Sepp. A few other things to keep an eye on. There is a big. I think there's a pretty big opening that may be flying under people's radar out east. Mm-hmm. And that is Henderson. Henderson has um, has reassigned Coach Phil Castles after eight seasons. Went sixty-two and thirty-three in eight seasons. Three trips to the regional finals. 
Um, last year, last year was disappointment. Yeah. Um, three and six uh, missed the playoffs for the first time since 15, 2015. Uh, but this is a guy who's coached a lot of places in East Texas, Elysian Fields, Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. um, Corsicana, and then at Henderson. Um, and now you take a look at Henderson. I think that's a really attractive job. Oh, yeah. And especially now part of it is um, you are going to be in, you know, out in East Texas. Mm-hmm. And you're in Division One, which means that you're dealing with um, you're dealing with Carthage. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Henderson's a really good job. Yeah. And one that I would expect to have a good number of applicants for that job. So Henderson is open. That's going to be one that's going to be interesting. Also out in East Texas, same district, mm-hmm. 9-4 Division One. Kilgore's looking for a new head coach. Mike Wood is uh, going to move only into an athletic director position. He's going to leave uh, as head coach as, uh, not leave. He's uh, going to be now just the athletic director instead of head football coach and athletic director. Uh, led into the state title game back in 2013. If you remember, that was the Carthage versus Kilgore game. Um, 83-53, and 53, he's had a fantastic year there. Uh, they went 10-4, went all the way to the regional final um, before losing to Lindale. Um, this is a... Um, this is a very, you know, this, uh, again, two spots there in 9-4-A Division one. Um, I think I said Carthage is Division yeah. one. Division yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just fixing just to used... say, we, uh, Steph was like, hey, uh, I'm s- 32, no, I'm so, and I was I'm like, so we're used, so used to that. I'm just so used to it. <laughs> it, yeah. it completely, you said it, and I was like, yeah. No. And then I thought about it, and I was like, Sorry, no, that's not, not right. <laughs> the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah, it, 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 it is not clicked with me. Yeah, they're Division two because it said they lost to Lindale. I was like, Lindale didn't play Carthage. <laughs> um, but yeah. Kilgore and Henderson are two pretty good openings there mm-hmm. out there in East Texas. Obviously, these are two they're disparate situations in that Mike Wood's going to be doing the hiring mm-hmm. or at least going to have a good say in who they hire. Um, whereas Henderson is, seems like it's going to be more wide open. open so it's going to yep. be interesting to see there. A small school um, um, uh, retirement of note is Brent Cornegie, the head coach at George West, has announced his retirement. Um, he was the 18 years as a head coach, mm-hmm. uh, most recently at George West, uh, 124 and 79 in his career. In his career, um, down there in South Texas, George West is a good job. Mm-hmm. That's a good job, and that's one that I, w- I would want to keep an eye on. So keep an eye uh, on that. Uh, George West is now open. Uh, South Grand Prairie in the DFW Metroplex has landed their coach, and they've stayed pretty local. And this is a nice get for them. They are hiring Laban Delay from Arlington Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, coach delay has a history at South Grand Prairie. He was an assistant under coach Brent Whitson there at South Grand Prairie for a handful of years, seven, eight years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, coach Whitson left to go be the new head coach at Denison, which opened up South Grand Prairie. And so Laban delay, uh, announced on Tuesday that he is going to become the new head coach there at South Grand Prairie, a pretty good big, uh, get for them. And Arlington Lamar is a very interesting position. And suddenly, um, Arlington Lamar, of course, is a is a is a big time program there in mm-hmm. in Arlington ISD. And suddenly, Arlington ISD has two openings. Yep, they've got Arlington Bowie and they've got Arlington Lamar. So uh, they they yeah, just they just Diarmo filled go? they just filled Bowie. What's that? Where did Coach uh, Diarmo go? Um, uh, you're going to need to give me a second while I go look that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, cause that was one of them that we didn't talk about much. He 
he went yeah, he under went to the jo- he went to Joshua. Joshua, that's right. Joshua. I was going to say it's been a very Bowie DFW hires, little yeah. circle going on in Arlington right Be, now. Uh, uh, Bowie hires Joseph Sam from Fort Penn Hightower, mm-hmm. uh, and they just made that hire about a month ago. Um, so this is a you know Arlington Arlington, which is is has always kind of Arlington, I think, kind of prides themselves on stability yes. in the coaching ranks. For them to have two changes in one offseason is rather rather striking. Yeah. It's rather striking. I mean, because you think about guys... Coach, Coach Peach has been there yeah, forever. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, uh, and, yeah. And and you think Bob about... Uh, yeah, a guy like Bob Wager. Like, you go to a job in Arlington IC and you're like, okay, I'm here. Yep. Like, they don't... Like, they are... They, they, they They're in them, there they for let, the long haul. They let them cook. And yeah. so, to have two changes there in one offseason is rather interesting. So, of course, you can find all the updates at TexasFootball.com uh, for the latest in news and notes. I would be remiss, by the way. I hate to, to end on, on a sad note. Uh, but um, very sad news this week uh, from uh, from Lancaster um, in uh, as uh, one of the, as Tony Evans, mm-hmm. uh, a, um, a a player who had signed with Wyoming uh, in uh, j- just recently, uh, was shot and killed at a Dallas hotel uh, this weekend. Um, and so very sad news coming out of of, of Dallas today as, as Tony Evans. Uh, the Lancaster senior uh, was fatally shot uh, over near Love Field mm-hmm. in DFW. And so uh, certainly thinking about the Lancaster family and, and of course, the Evans family there, uh, very sad news there. Uh, I hate to end headlines on a downer, but it right. would be remiss if we did not mention that. So We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. It's our subscription package. If you want the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football coming out in June, if you want it mailed to you before it hits newsstands, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the new head coach of the Midland Bulldogs. We are joined by Coach Thad Fortune. Coach, how are you? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me on. How are things in the beautiful Permian Basin? Hey, it's 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 an appreciated beauty. And uh, <laughs> it's it's going good. A little uh, normal, not too breezy, but it's for sure not calm. But it, So it's it's going good, and uh, kids are working hard, so... All, all is winning that list. Well, I, I want to ask you about your move. You're, you're leaving your position there uh, as the offensive coordinator there at Odessa Permian uh, to go take over as the head coach at, at Midland. You know, I watched the press conference with, with you guys and, and you being uh, announced as the as the, the head coach, uh, and I heard a lot about how you were such a good fit for this job. Um, but I kind of want to flip that uh, on its head, uh, and I want to ask why this job was such a good fit for you. What was it about this job that drew you to it? Well, I think a lot of things. I think just, you know, being in the district uh, the past seven years, I was obviously familiar um, and, and, you know, so to speak, with the with the program. Um, I always had great respect for Midland High. They were um, really a tough out for us at Permian. I thought the kids played hard, and they always had good-looking kids. Um, so I knew it's a, it's a proud program, um, and I was excited about that. I think any time, you, you know, and, and just frankly, I, we, I have lived in Midland, uh, the past seven years and so just the opportunity um, in this business to to get your first head coaching job and, and to not have to pack up and move was huge 
um, for myself and my family. Um, and also my, you know, just being so familiar with coach felt, who's the executive director of athletics here at Midland ISD. Um, he's the one who, who hired me at Permian back in the, the spring of 14. Um, and, and so, you know, gave me the biggest break of my career back then. Um, and so just knowing, uh, we have such a good relationship. I learned so much working for him at Permian that, uh, it was, uh, when this came open and I started pursuing it and, and, you know, they were interested as well. It was a no brainer for me. Um, you know, you're taking over a program there. I think people know Midland as a as as a proud program uh, with a lot of history. But the past couple of years, I don't think have been particularly kind to the Bulldogs. A uh, program maybe in need of a jolt. Um, I'm interested when you talked with your players for the first time and addressed them as as your as the head coach. Uh, what was your message to them? You know, I, I, we really talk about three things, um, and I started talking about it on day one, um, and. You know, I, I don't know when I'll stop because I think there are things that will make us a better football team and, and make us better individuals. But we talk about being tough, um, and, and that may be the most thrown around word in football, and I understand that. But uh, we talk about being mentally tough and physically tough and just um, the process to get there. And so I try to give them opportunities to, to become tougher physically and mentally, and we try to work on that every day. Um, we talk about having an edge about us and, and um, playing with edge and um, – you know, I use the analogy of that, that you, you know, life, like you're going to slice through life somehow. And if your edge is sharp, um, you're going to make the things around you better and you're not going to destroy a lot of stuff. But if your edge is rough and rusty, um, you know, you, you're not going to be fun to be around and you're not going to be productive. And then lastly, we, we, we want to have guts and just play hard, do hard things. Um, you know, I think, you, you, I, I just, I, I think our, our culture and probably cultures have always been in need of, of young men to do hard things. Um, and I think that's certainly the case now. Um, so we, you know, I started talking about that on day one and we talk about it every day. Um, I don't think there's a, the, you know, the secret sauce is you just got to work and you got to believe and, um, and, and then play hard. And we do all these things and, and just to give ourselves a chance. I think, you know, you can have the greatest off season and the greatest, pep talks in the world you know you still got to go out and make calls and the kids have to make plays on friday night so we're just trying to do as much as possible to give ourselves a chance um, and then we've got to to do it talking with that fortune the new head coach of the midland bulldogs here on texas football today get involved in the conversation hashtag tf today coach uh at permian you guys were running the the, the veer you guys were running the uh the the, the old option uh and i know you i know you picked that up from I guess call him your boss, you know, Coach Felt <laughs> out there. Um, is that something you guys are going to to uh, use there at Midland? And then I guess kind of a follow-up to that is is how do you get guys to buy in on that system, which which can't, you know, it's not like they're watching on the NFL. You know, you watch, you watch college football on, on Saturdays. Not a ton of teams running an offense like that. How do you get kids to buy in on something like that? Right, no, I, I you know, I think um, – just for starters, in the last seven years at Permian, um, we were 19 and two, and mm-hmm. and scored a whole bunch of points, and and, and I mean 19 and two versus the Basin teams um, out here. So it's it's just had a lot of success. Um, I think what what I've found in the last as I've dove into this is, is that as a as a law, the the nature of humans is that they'd rather they'd rather fail conventionally than succeed unconventionally, <laughs> um, and so I you know I I, I just and I honestly think this too, I don't think kids are quite as worried about it as we think um, is, is they want to be coached and they want to be told what to do. Um, and, and at the end of the day, they want to win. 
um, and they want to have success. And, and so um, I, I just, I don't have a, you know, a presentation to why we do what we do. And, and, and this is what you need to sign here and do it. Um, I think it gives us a great chance to win. I think there's a lot of, a lot of good ways to win. I've got to do what I know and what I feel comfortable with, um, what I feel uh, like I am as, as close to being an expert in as possible. And um, at the end of the day, it, it really ultimately comes down to how you do what you do. Um, and that's just, that's, that's for any walk of life. And that's no different than how you want to move the ball offensively. It is, it is so much based on how you do it um, more so than what it is that um, I think that's easy to lose. And um, it, it's different. And I, and I, you know, I, I don't try to say it's not, or, you know, it's, um, I think it has, like I said, I, I think it has shown to been, to be really effective. Um, and we had some great football players at Herman, there's no doubt. Um, and it was, and, and I think it's been a lot of fun to watch and, and these kids have done a great job adapting and, and there'll be some learning curves, no doubt, but they've done a great job picking it up. Um, and I'm excited to watch them do it. Have you talked with, uh, you know, I, I know that you, you guys are, are going through some, some, some workouts right now and getting to know your, your kids. Um, uh, I'm interested in, in kind of your overall takeaways from, from getting to know these guys, getting to know your new players as far as, do you have a feeling quite yet on, on, on what you guys are going to hang your hat on, what this Midland Bulldogs team is, is, is going to be all about? You know, I, I think we we have to hang our hat on um, just kind of like, we, you know, playing hard, mm-hmm. um, doing, doing our job, taking care of, of, of the football. And, and all those all those cliche things that are cliche because they're true. Um, but as far as identity, what I want to see from this group of guys and, and where I think we're headed, and they've done a great job. Um, is just a, is just a group of guys that minimizes distractions, um, that enjoys working, enjoys the just that. I mean, football is a training sport. It's a practice sport. You practice and play. I mean, you know, ten times more than you get to play. Um, and so, just seeing a team and, and a group of guys learn to love that, um, and then watching how those the results will take care of themselves. But they've, I, I've been more than pleased with just they're ready to work you know that's and i and i actually told them this uh, you know i generally speaking a 17 year old a 17 year old no matter how you slice it um and, and so they're ready to work and they've done everything that's been asked of them and um i'm really really pleased with that and excited um about what the future holds uh and, and finally coach coach that fortune the new head coach of the midland bulldogs joining us here on texas football today um I want to ask you about, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot written, a lot of ink spilled, uh, whatever you guys take on Permian uh, coming up here in in uh, in the uh, in in district play when we roll around to it. Um, I know you and Coach Ellison are close, obviously working together for a long time. What, have you given any thought to what that game is going to be like? What that experience is going to be like? Oh, I I haven't. Yeah, I know I will. Um, <laughs> you know, right right now I'm I'm drinking from a fire hose um and <laughs> uh, in, in different regards but that's there you know and right now permian's tremendously talented and, and and got a lot of great players and it's a great staff um you know coach ellison's a good friend of mine and he's you know he stepped in three years ago and has just had i mean won three district titles in a row so it, all the credit to him he it, it's gonna be uh they're gonna be a tough test for anybody next year um because you know when you take a a program of that kind of tradition and right now the players they have and, and the continuity and on um, the staff that they have um it it'll be a it's going to be a tough matchup for for whoever lines up against the mojo but i obviously that that place means a lot to me um ton of respect for for jeff and 
um, just everybody involved in that program. It's a it's a first class place. He's Thad Fortune. He's the new head coach of the Midland Bulldogs. Coach, congratulations again on the new gig. We're really excited to see what you do uh, with the Bulldogs, and uh, best of luck in the spring and going forward. Hey, appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Absolutely. There you go. Thad Fortune, the head coach of the Midland Bulldogs, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Uh, you don't. You know, you don't always see, and especially in a conference or a, a conference, it's the little Southwest Conference, uh, <laughs> in a district like like that, where it mm-hmm. is so. There's such historic rivals, and there's mm-hmm. such they they all know each other so well, and those programs are so tightly knit. Oh yeah, that you don't always see guys you know, want to step into guys the fire going across the, the going across you know across the street <laughs> going over to the going over to the, the other side of the tracks you know what i mean and 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 yeah look would it be a bigger deal if he went from permian to like midland legacy yeah maybe yeah. you know what i mean but at the same time you know midland for a long long time you know i think people forget that, that for a long time midland was the power program out there in the Permian Basin. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, you know, they were a team that was to be reckoned with. And, uh, you know, yeah, look, they've, they've fallen on a couple, they've, they've fallen on some hard times recently. But, I mean, you go back to the, the, the Craig Yenzer years and stuff like that. I mean, this is a team that was really good uh, in, in the early, you know, the early part of the 2000s. A, a, a real dominant force out there. And, and it ain't an issue, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be in in the hunt and and Permian's kind of grabbed that district, I think I think because San Angelo Central although the whole realignment thing is a different thing but like San Angelo Central has kind of come back to the pack a little bit there was mm-hmm. it was them for a while then Permian you know Permian has kind of stepped up and I think become the dominant program or at least the program of record out there in the district, but it's always going to be very interesting to watch how the dynamics of that district go because they all know each other so well right. and they all know what their tendencies are. And so when you take a guy who was running an exceptional offense there at Permian, right. And you transplant him over to another, t- another team in that own district. Mm-hmm. How does that affect the dynamics? Right. And that's something that's going to be very interesting to keep an eye on in district two, six, a going forward that, you know, Thad Fortune has obviously had tremendous success running an offense in that district. Mm-hmm. Can he transplant that to Midland and how quickly? And if he does, does the balance of power shift a little bit mm-hmm. there in a little southwest? I kind of liked how he – it was almost – they want to be they want to be the crazy guy in the fight. It's like, hey, look, we haven't, we haven't been to that standard in this program. I've been on the other side of this. Yeah. Let's just, he goes, we just need to have an identity about us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the exact right thing to go in with it is, you know what, well, just go in there and cause chaos well, your he's, first year. He's so, he's so right about how, and one of the things I, one of the reasons I like covering high school football mm-hmm. is he's so right that there's people who would rather fail conventionally than, than succeed unconventionally. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've, okay, soapbox here. I think it's ridiculous that Kansas is not running the triple option. That's a perfect example. Okay, yep. like you are at a you're at a talent disadvantage. You're at a recruiting disadvantage. You mm-hmm. are you are down in the dumps. You're one of the worst. You're you're probably the worst Power Five program in the country. Run the stinking triple option. It'll work. Yep. But they don't want to fail. They don't want to to. They'd rather fail conventionally really? than succeed unconventionally. Right. And I think he's so right about that. And one thing I like about high school football is. Because there is a little bit more of, 
because there is a little bit more need for experimentation, a need for creativity, mm-hmm. and you don't get to recruit you, players. You, I mean, right, like right, right, right. theoretically, you have to work with what you're you work given. With what you got. So, and so if that means you're running the slot T. It or means that you're, means running, you're yeah. running the wing T, you're running the veer, you're running the, you know these offenses that you don't see at any other levels. Yeah, I think he's so right. And and you talk to some like talk to some people, especially you get deep in the playoffs, and you got teams that are running wacky offenses. Yeah, wacky offenses. I, I say <laughs> that as if it's it's you know I think people know how I feel about those offenses. Yes. You run these unconventional offenses. People don't know how to handle it. People hate it. Yeah, like it's not fun. It's a chore. Yeah, and I've long thought that like. One of the ways to th- one of the easy like ways that I get my brain around thinking about sports mm-hmm. is what does the other team not want you to do exactly, and like, especially when you get into playoffs like that because you've got one week to prepare for an offense that you've right. never seen before, most likely. And, <laughs> and you talk with coaches and and who are preparing for stuff like that, and they'll tell you, look, you, especially you get into a one week situation like that, yeah, and and you've got to you've got to find a way to stop this this offense that's running at high. Uh, at a high octane, at a mm-hmm. high level, the worst part is you don't know how to like you don't no. you will not see it until you get on the field. You'd and, almost have more of a flying chance going against an unbelievably good spread offense, right? Just because, because you've you, seen it, you've seen it before. You know what to expect. And there are there are rules that you have in your head to do uh-huh. that. That's what I, that's what I appreciate about a guy like Thad Fortune. Is like, look, we're gonna do what we do. Yeah, and it's gonna be a little different, but we're gonna win. Mm-hmm. And that's I think he's right. What matters. It worked at Permian. <laughs> tend to think it's going to work in, in Midland. Mm-hmm. Anyway, appreciate Coach That Fortune hopping on with us. And now we go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters. I'm sorry, final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things here. Mm-hmm. One, um, went to the Rangers game on yes. Friday. And I really liked Saw the no hitter. Yeah, okay, first off, yes, it was the first no-hitter in Padres history. Very envious. Which, I'm a big baseball fan, and I've never seen a no-hitter. Yeah, so. that's what uh, Goof and I went, and that's what we were talking about. We were like, I mean, we we clapped for him. I'm not going to lie. Should. Like we, It was so cool to witness that because, yeah, I never thought I would see. As sure. a casual baseball fan, I never thought I would see a no-hitter in person, so that but was you awesome. you like the barn? Yeah, I really did actually. It was uh, it, we didn't have the roof open because Friday night there was the chance of rain and all that stuff. But no, I mean it was super easy to get in and out of. You were able to scan the thing right on your phone. It was really nice. The restrooms were well placed. Uh, they have a ton of grab and go options when it comes to yeah. like beverages or food or anything. I hope they keep like that, that around. Oh, it was awesome. I hope they keep that around even post post pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, it was really. I think that's really, a pandemic safety issue. It's yeah. like they don't want people standing in lines and stuff. But yeah. But yeah, they had like like where our section our section was out in the outfield, but it was on like the the second little level right there. Great seats, but they uh yeah like even they just had like fridges like it would look like a convenience store like you yes. walk up and get that stuff. So yeah, super nice. I didn't get to walk a ton around because Goof has a broken ankle, so we weren't moving a whole lot. But uh, <laughs> from what we did see, really liked I it. I told him he's got to get off that N1 mixtape tour. Yeah. Told him. Yeah, he messed up. Um, and then the other thing, if we want to show this yes. picture here, because we have one a congratulations. More thing. Uh, for those who don't know, for, uh, uh, the the uh, we've mentioned this on the air, but um, our call, the Dave Campbell's Texas football family has a new addition. Mm-hmm. Um, the our, you remember our our operations um, guru, mm-hmm. um, Kendall Point, um, was uh, we, we've mentioned a couple of times that she's that she's uh, with child, and now she is with child. Yes, here we go. Harper May Point, adorable, uh, born yesterday. Oh gosh, throw it back up. 
Um, born yesterday. Put it back up there. Uh, seven pounds, six ounces, 20 and a half inches. Love the measurables. Yes. Love the measurables. Good measurables. Um, we got you know, a, a little look, athlete. Yeah, exactly. Joining the athlete. feeling really good about Dave that. Campbell's crew. Uh, but congratulations uh, to uh, our our friend and colleague Kendall and her husband Chandler, mm-hmm. uh, who became parents yesterday. Uh, little Harper May Point. Congratulations Adorable. to them. Congratulations. Uh, a, 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 a fun addition, new addition to the Dave Campbell's Texas mm-hmm. football family. So we're thrilled for them. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending. <laughs> I mean, give the people what they want. Uh, <laughs> Cover your Thanks face up with adorable Harper. With us. Remember, no show tomorrow, but we will be back on Wednesday. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to New Midland coach Thad Fortune for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please can be our player of the year trophy. We'll see you Wednesday. No show tomorrow. See you Wednesday on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.